I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cat Noir presents a Halloween special part two. Chatting with a vampire by Matt Sanders and Kevin Chilvers. Good evening. Welcome to Digging Deeper. I'm Dale Allen. In our last episode, I tried starting a debate about the values of Halloween and if they still hold a place within the context of modern society. Unfortunately, as is so often the case on this show, my guests were absolute imbeciles. When do I get to tell my story? I'm coming to you, Mr. Infarct, I promise. First, I'm just recapping the events of our previous programme. Very well. The voice you're hearing, listeners, is the mysterious Lacuna Matata. Lacuna Infarct. Yes, who in a move that might surprise other chat shows, but not this one, not anymore, came crashing through the studio during our last broadcast and brutally murdered my two book guests. I can only apologise if you did not actually wish them dead. It's alright, Mr Infarct. In fact, I think you did us all a favour. Neither of them knew anything about Halloween and one of them kept banging on about some TV show with houses and weather. Away from the drizzle. I too am a fan. I'm not. But I am interested in you, Mr. Infarct. Good. In our last episode, you said you were a vampire. Then you demonstrated your enthusiasm for such activities by biting the necks of both Mr. Crudbucket and Mr. Tool, and then drinking their blood directly from the jugular vein until they were dead. I drained them both, presenter. If it's all right with you, Mr. Infarct, I'll do the descriptions. I don't know why, but your explanation seemed a little innuendo-laden somehow. What? I mean only I take them in my mouth with their hearts pumping and I suck and suck until they fall limp and speak no more. Can you really not see the point I'm making? It's not innuendo. I press my lips to the flesh of a human. I make them quiver and tremble and weak. Uh And you do this without the slightest awareness of any potential double meaning. There is no double meaning. It's what I do. I am vampire. I totally bite and I completely suck. Fair enough. Can I tell my story now? Yes, please. Just try to remember we're doing shorter episodes now. Very well. I was born a long, long time ago. Hang on, where'd you get that glockenspiel from? It helps me tell my tale. You don't like? No. I didn't see you bring one in with you when you came crashing through the studio a fortnight ago. It was hidden. I am able to secrete many musical instruments across my body. That sounds pointless, but sort of interesting. Is perk of being vampire. Really? I've not heard of that one before. Of course. Would you like to see me extract my flute? No, thank you. I'm worried I'd be ill. Then should I continue my story? Yes, please, but preferably with no musical instruments. Then permit me to go in another direction. I was born a long, long time ago. 
Olden days, olden days, these are the olden days. Excuse me? Can I help you? Yeah, what's your name? Well, I'm Mr Godwin, why? I was just wondering why you were ringing that bell and going on about the olden days. Ah, because it is the olden days. I'm simply informing the good people of this busy street market. Oh yeah? So what time period is it exactly then? Well, the olden days, of course. Yeah, but what year? Didn't you hear the narration? It's a long, long time ago. So what? Uh, 1986? What? 1986 isn't the olden days. That wasn't long, long ago at all. If you don't mind me saying, Mr Goodwin... Godwin. That's a rather flawed argument you've got there. You see, if I was someone in 1987, then I could see your reason that 1986 might not seem that long ago. But if you were someone from, say, the year 3000, then 1986 might seem like the olden days. But it's blatantly not the year 3000. Yes, but is it 1986? Of course it isn't. Just look at the cobbled streets and arched walls. Do you see any Bananarama posters? Well, I suppose that would depend on what point in the year Venus came out as to how much promotional material there'd be plastered round town. Look, I'm telling you, it's not 1986. Those weren't the olden days. All right then, sir. Final offer. 1985. What? Don't tell me. It's 1984. I get to see Ghostbusters again in the cinema for the first time. Damn it, man. Use your eyes. Do you even see any cinemas? Um, actually, no. What about shops, libraries, restaurants, nightclubs, train stations? No. There is the market. I can't see any of the other things you listed. How about cars, then? Well, there's a few stagecoaches. That chap over there's on a horse. Uh-huh. But no actual automobiles. Uh, no. Now you come to mention it, there aren't any cars yet. Exactly. That's because this isn't the future. It isn't the 1980s, or the 1900s, or even the 1800s. These are the olden days. Olden days. These are the olden days. So what you're essentially telling me, Mr Goodwin... Godwin. ...is that right now, at this point in history, right here, this is somewhere before the 1800s. You seem shocked. I am. I need to think of a way to tell my wife she's got to wait for a hot tub for another few hundred years. What? Why would you even promise her such a thing? You're clearly alive at this point right now, the same time period as me. Oh yeah, but we still haven't established exactly what year this is, have we, sir? And I'm afraid I'm a bit of a stickler when it comes to specific detail. All right then, take a look around. Describe what you see. Oh, good idea, sir. Uh, There's uh, poverty, despair, terrible clothing, people buying things at the market with massive coins. Good. So what does that tell you? To be honest, sir, if you added a couple of banana armor posters, I'd still believe it's 1986. Well, it isn't. Though I would agree with you, it's a time of bleak despair. You're telling me? I was planning to cut the grass later. That is going to be far more effort than I thought. Then you should use more references from your own timeline. Everything's harder at this point in history. There's no such thing as electricity yet. We haven't even invented paracetamol. Well, this day's just going from bad to worse, sir. I'm already going to be in trouble about the hot tub, and the wife's got a blinding headache. And we still don't know what year it is. Look, I keep telling you, it's somewhere before the 1800s, the olden days. Yeah, but you have to be a little bit more accurate than that. I mean, I might want to go line dancing tonight, but if I did that in the year 1650, I'd get burnt at the stake. Then my advice would be not to do it at all. We know it's somewhere before the 1800s because these are the olden days. So, instead of hot tubs and line dancing, I'd focus more on a life of toil, drudgery, suffering and hardship. Great. Me and you's really brightened up my morning, I must say. I only popped out to get some milk. But you can't. Aren't you listening? Things like that aren't readily available at this point in history, regardless of whichever specific year it might be. You don't know, do you? What do you mean? You don't know what exact year it is either. Well, I... 
Come round here singing about the olden days when you don't even know what particular years you're going on about. Look, it's not my fault. I was just trying to help set the scene and establish that it's currently the olden days. Beyond that, I really can't be blamed. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut in again, Mr. Infarct, but I was actually hoping to focus a little bit more on your life story specifically. But my tale is lengthy and intricate affair featuring many, many people. Mm -hmm. It's just that we're getting close to halfway through the episode. I'm still not entirely sure what year you were born in. 1986. Right. I must say, though, I was impressed with the character voices you did to set the scene. I wasn't aware vampires could do voice work and accents. Of course, is another perk to being vampire. I can speak in any voice I choose. And yet that's the one you go with normally? Is the one I find the most rewarding. Really? I can even change my physical form, presenter. Watch as I go from male to female in front of your very eyes. Well, I didn't expect that. You are indeed now very visibly female. And I can change my voice to suit my look, honey. I'd rather you didn't. In fact, would you mind going back to the look and voice you had before things are complicated enough with the dead bodies on the floor from the last episode? Of course. Watch as I transform back into male physique. And I am Bach. Marvellous. Would you mind putting your clothes back on? Very well. Great, thank you. Would you like me to tell you more about life story? Actually, Mr. Infarct, I think it might be more productive if I just ask you some questions directly. You mean interview, like Anne Rice? The novelist? No, she's a state agent from Croydon. Uh-huh. Still, though, is it okay to interview you? Of course! What do you want to know? Let's see. Well, I didn't know vampires could change their voice or physical appearance, and I didn't know vampires hide musical instruments around their bodies. I have heard you, Gertie, in most unusual place. Right. Is there anything else vampires can do that I don't know about? Of course! We are capable of many wondrous and terrible things, far too complex for a human brain to begin to comprehend. So not self-awareness, then? Unfortunately not. What about sunshine? Can vampires go out in the daytime or not? Yes! In fact, I love the sunshine. I absolutely adore it. Ah, well, there you go. Do you sleep in a coffin? It is traditional. My brother Subdural and my father Subarachnoid both used to. But as for me, I prefer the modern comfort of a 2000 pocket spring mattress with memory foam top lining with a cooling gel. Yeah, me too. All right, then, what about these two dead bodies on the floor? Why didn't they turn into vampires when you bit them? If I had given them only the kiss of the vampire, they would have turned. But instead, I sucked them completely dry, so now they are just dead. Do you understand? Absolutely. There's a huge difference between a kiss and a suck in the human world, too. You mock me, presenter? I wouldn't dream of it. I don't want to be added to the corpse pile. Good! By the way, now might be appropriate time to discuss my interview fee. And how much were you thinking? I want £300,000. What? I don't make that, not even in a year. Yes, but I am vampire. Meaning? Meaning if you refuse to pay, I will suck you dry. Will you take a check? And then Dale said, will you take a check? I mean, it was a quality programme, wasn't it, Nigel? It was a quality programme, love, through and through. Right. To be honest, I can't quite remember how he got onto the subject of a radio programme about a vampire being interviewed. 
I think it was when Nigel pointed out that crucifix on the wall, wasn't it, love? Quite possibly, Deirdre. I said it's one of those things that has absolutely no effect on vampires in real life. That's right. Oh, yes. I think I remember. So, did the presenter get out all right? I think so, Chuck. As far as I know. And did the vampire get paid? Oh, yeah. You can be sure of that. Every penny! Extraordinary. I totally lost concentration. Should we get out of the bathroom? Oh, yes, love. Of course. Come on, then. Let's go check out the third bathroom of this beautiful two-bedroom apartment so we can get you both closer to a life away from the drizzle. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, I'm not sure what happened there, or why Nigel and Deirdre banged on for so long about some vampire interview, but I've had pretty much all I can take of the Shad Sacks for one lifetime. So, instead of showing them a variety of properties, I'm going to put my heart into selling them this old piece of crap so I can finally end what feels like an incredibly long working day. Meanwhile, if you want to know any more about the properties featured in today's show, then head to our website at www. Hello? Hello? Can I help you? Yes, I'm Snap on Toon, Capricorn 52. I'm Tangerine Seller. I'm many tangerines for sale. And? Would you like to buy my tangerines? Um, actually, I'm just trying to present a television show. Yes, I heard. It's called www.hello. No, that's not what it's called. Then why'd you say it? Are you a bad presenter? What? No, I just feel slightly under pressure. You are under pressure. I want you to buy my tangerines. Look, let me do my bit for the camera, then I promise I'll buy some oranges. Tangerines! Tangerines. Okay, I'll watch. Do something, then. Get on with it. Well... Actually, you've got quite a piercing stare. Could you just go about your business and I'll chat to you when I'm done? Very well. You promote Hello Show 
I will quietly sign tangerines in the background. Right. Bye. Uh, okay, thank you. I'm in the background now. So, as I was saying, if you want to know any more about the properties on today's show, then head over to www. Tangerines, tangerines. Oh, buy my tangerines. I have tangerines for sale. There you catch. Oh, eat it. Oh, forget like it. Come back to the house. Get your tangerines. So, what have we got in here? Oh, a bedroom. Oh, this is nice, Nigel. I like that it's got a floor. So this is the master bedroom. It comes complete with fitted wardrobes and a gorgeous sea view. Where? Well, just through the window there. Oh, yeah. Very nice. It's a big room, Nigel. Whatever are we going to put in here? What? Probably our bed, Deirdre. That will take up some space. Oh, what a fantastic idea. I wouldn't have thought of that. But it's literally called a bedroom. Come and have a look at this, love. It's another bathroom. Oh, Nigel, this is lovely. Ah, this is bathroom number four. It's generous in size, with two matching toilets and three sinks. I could use this as me workspace, Nigel. That's a good idea, love. Oh, dear God. Wait, you work? Please tell me it has nothing to do with the health, safety, welfare or well-being of anyone's lives. Oh no, Chuck. I solve Rubik's Cubes. Of course you do. And how exactly is that a business? What would you do if you became so frustrated because you couldn't solve your Rubik's Cube? Um... You'd throw it away. Exactly. Would you? Well, not anymore. Now people just post them to me, along with £20 and a note saying, Dear Deirdre, I've lost all hope with me Rubik's Cube. Please, will you solve it and return it? Thank you. And people actually use this service? Of course! You should see all the thank you letters she gets, wall to wall sometimes, and the cards at Christmas. You can barely move for them. It's a very popular service. I'd like to be staggered, but I'm afraid I just haven't got the energy. Thank Thank you. you. How many cubes do you get through in a day? Usually about three or four. Sometimes I'll find a trickier one, and it might take me a little longer, but I never raise me fee, do I, Nigel? Not once. Right. Nigel, what do you do with your retirement if Deirdre's solving Rubik's Cubes all day? I like to go out in a garden and frolic. Okay. He loves to frolic, this one. I do love to frolic. And do you do this as part of a group? No, just by myself. In your back garden? Front garden, usually. So it's just you outside in your front garden by yourself frolicking? Exactly. He does love to frolic. How long are you out there? Hours. I can easily lose track of time. Oh, some nights I'll be thinking, where's Nige? So I go out the front and I say, are you coming in now, love? And I answer, I'll be right with you, Deirdre. And then that'll be that. I still might not see him for another three or four hours, except when his head pops up past the lounge window. I do like to frolic. He does like to frolic. Right. Look, do you want to buy this apartment or not? Excuse me, Ben. You said that downstairs is a business. What do they do? Ah, well, I assure you, it will never have any impact on your apartment or outdoor space. But it is a little unconventional, I suppose. Don't tell me it's a hoa house. What? I'd never get any frolicking done with all that racket going on. No, 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 no. I promise it's nothing like that. But they do make and sell coffins. Oh, well, that's not too bad, is it, love? Fine. Perfectly fine. 
Reminds me of my old job that I've completely forgotten how to do. Seriously? You'd be alright living above a coffin-making business? Oh, they're a bit dated now, but still very much part of our world, aren't they, love? Not as comfortable as my old put-you-up, but it will do in a pinch, as they say. Hang on, what do you mean part of your world? Oh, Ben, haven't you figured it out yet, Chuck? Bring him up to speed, Deirdre. Up to speed about what? Hey, wait, what are those two marks on your neck, Nigel? Just a kiss, Ben. A kiss of love. Uh, what do you mean? You see, Ben, I was born a long, long time ago. We don't have time for that. Can you just get to the point? Isn't he rude, Deirdre? Oh, I as muck. Well, Ben, Nigel caught me feeding at his workplace one night. You were feeding at a funeral parlour? That's right. Only back then, I spoke like this and I looked like this. Right. But when Nigel saw me, I panicked. So I changed my voice to this and I changed my appearance to this. And I fell in love with them at first sight. Seriously? So I gave you a little kiss, didn't I, Nige? You did, my love, and we've not been apart for a minute since. So, are you the vampire from the radio show? Of course! How do you think we got the money to buy this place? Well, I thought you got savings and equity from a house sale. I have, but after the sale of all my pianos, and the house, and my savings... Plus that pound I gave you. Oh, that's right, plus that pound. It all came to about... 17 pounds and 35 pence. Then how much did you sell your house for? Five Five pounds. pounds. Right. We weren't sure how we were going to get the money to move here until your friend Anne Rice gave you that idea, didn't she, love? That's right. Anne Rice, the novelist. No, she's an estate agent in Croydon. Oh. Well, one day she was reading this book about a vampire getting interviewed and I said to myself, I said, Deirdre, I said... That's how you can make some proper money. So we set Deirdre up to go on digging deeper. That's how we got the money for this house. I see. So you're both vampires? Correct. That's right, love. And are you going to kill me? I think so. We had planned on it, yes. Ah, but you need me to call the estate agent for this place. I'm sure we can do that ourselves, Ben. But you can't. I I thought I had a whole camera crew and a production assistant here with me. I know. Confusing, isn't it? Ah, hang on though. You you didn't kill the radio presenter. You you left him alive. Well, the thing is, Ben, he were actually quite nice. Whereas you've been, how would you put it, Nige? You've been a bit of a dick, Ben. Exactly. So I'm afraid your time's up. What? Ready, love? I've been wanting to go on his neck all day. No, Deirdre. Y- you can't. Help! <laughs> <laughs> I got the insert shots done earlier. Otherwise, continuity on this episode would have been screwed. Well, I must say, he tasted far better than he behaved. That he did, Deirdre. That he did. What do you fancy doing now? Well, since we've got a new body to dispose of, shall we pop downstairs and see if the coffin shop's open? Good idea. Then I want a frolic. You've been listening to a Cat Noir Halloween special part two, Chatting with a Vampire. This 
This episode were written, produced, recorded and edited by Matt Sanders and Kevin Chilvers. Promotional material by Loris Stone. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, then remember, give us a like, subscribe and review wherever you heard us. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Cat Noir Podcast. Join us again in a fortnight for a whole different story. I love you, Deirdre. I love you too, Nige. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.